Greetings Gamers, I'm Ben Roth, I'm Shootbow, and I'm The Messenger, and you're listening to Very Good Music, a BGM podcast. Alright everyone, welcome to episode 4-9, as we explore some of the work of the Metal Master from Oz, Mick Gordon, and who better, Shukapow, to join us on our uh, survey of Mick Gordon's work than one of his biggest fans, Alex the Messenger Messenger from A VGM Journey. Alex, it's great to have you back, sir. It's great to be back. And once we um, decided that this was going to be a composer-focused season, the episode that you and I have been talking about for a while obviously had to happen. Uh, so a little bit of introduction here, first off. Um, well, Shukapau, what do you know about Mick Gordon and Mick's work? Uh, Doom. Yep. Is that about it? Yep. <laughs> One brief disclaimer uh, that I'm going to put here at the top of the show. We are talking about the music of Mick Gordon, who composed for games like Doom. So this one is going to be a little more PG. I'm not going to bleep the um, mild profanity that you're going to hear here and there, um, not just in our chatter, but also in the names of the songs themselves. So just if you listen with your kids, take note of that. We're not going to get too wild, but there is going to be a little of that here. Uh, so Mick Gordon is uh, an Australian composer. Uh, he also is a producer and sound designer. And um, while up until now he's been known for his work primarily with video games, he has gotten into some production with actual bands. He was born in 1985, uh, so he's a little younger than I am. A little older than you are, Alex. <laughs> About in between. And he started out his first... Um, video game project was in 2006. He was a sound designer for Pandemic Studios and he contributed some sound design for Destroy All Humans 2. He got a little bit more notoriety when he scored Killer Instinct, the the reboot in 2013, which we featured last time you were on the show, which when we played uh, Jago's theme on our uh, on our Ninja episode. 
and that actually ended up being one of our tracks of the year. Very, very impressive showing. Gordon has not been on the scene for too long compared to some other composers that we've talked about. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the work um, that I'm sure we're going to feature. Some of his big games are, of course, Killer Instinct, as I mentioned, Doom, as Shukapau mentioned, and also Wolfenstein, The New Order, which I think I played something that Gordon composed back on my uh, episode where I talked about BGM podcasts in general. I think that that was the song I picked for, for you was something from Wolfenstein, The New Order. Yep. His influences include Megadeth, David Bowie, and Nine Inch Nails. I think that's going to to come out in some of the work that we listen to. And, of course, I will have a link to his website in the show notes. But, Alex, what is it about Mick Gordon's work that makes you the perfect guest for this particular spotlight? Well, I think it is uh, some of the best uh, video game music around. I mean, I, I would say that it was very good <laughs> and that <laughs> yeah I am I'm totally obsessed with his work and I had to share it somewhere I mean I would have shared a lot of his stuff on my show but I decided to save myself for this specific episode of your show yeah this is really the first time that you're like digging deep into uh, into his work isn't it Pretty much. At least on a podcast. Yeah. Well, I am. We're honored to have you uh, to uh, to do that. What was your first exposure to Bit Gordon's work, as far as you remember? It was actually the uh, E3 announcement for Killer Instinct uh, back in, I want to say, 2013. And. They were playing the Killer Instinct theme, and I just thought, wow, it sounded absolutely amazing. So did you grow up listening to um, stuff like uh, like Megadeth, Nine Inch Nails, uh, stuff that sounds like Mick Gordon's composition? Is this your style of music? Surprisingly, I really haven't. Uh, Mick's work has pretty much been like an introduction to that style of music for me, so... It is a... That's really interesting. Yeah. It's cool how video games can can do that. Uh, I grew up with a pretty eclectic um, taste in music because my dad played uh, oldies ranging from blues and rock and roll to like doo-wop and some early country stuff to uh, modern country, classical, um, all kinds of things. I was actually introduced to several different genres of music through my love of Weird Al. <laughs> but then it wasn't until video game music and especially listening to Super Mercado Bros podcast that I started getting into things like jazz and fusion and really appreciating those for what they are. So it's, yeah, it's cool how video game music sort of introduces you to new genres. Uh, since Shukapau hasn't ever really listened to popular genres, I guess video game music has introduced you to all of the genres that, that you've heard. Is that right? <laughs> uh, yep, pretty much. All right, well, the play-in track that you all heard is a mixed rendition of At Doom's Gate, the classic track from the original Doom that was repurposed for this one. And uh, I think that hearing Gordon's style 
it just it just makes sense that if you're going to do a modern rendition of Doom, whose music was famously based on a lot of hard rock and metal artists, you're going to pick something who obviously really knows and understands that sound. And um, I actually have specifically not listened to the playlist that you sent over, Alex, because I want to have kind of a fresh perspective on these songs. Um, but I would be surprised if we didn't have a little bit more Doom, at least, on this playlist. But what have you um, what have you got for us first on the playlist for today? It is the title screen from the game Nicktoons Attack of the Toy Bots. Ooh. It came out for PlayStation 2, and I couldn't tell you what year it came out. <laughs> That's all right. All that stuff will be in the show notes as usual. So... All right, well, let's get into um, the title screen from Nicktoons, Attack of the Toy Bots. was the title screen from Nicktoons, Attack of the Toy Bots. And I looked it up. That was actually released in 2007, so just one year after Gordon came onto the scene. And um, you can tell that this is somebody who has been... That this wasn't just the second year that he'd been working with sound design. This is... Um, <laughs> well, first of all, I was talking about Megadeth and Nine Inch Nails, and then this comes on, so <laughs> there may be a little bit of an explanation there. It sounds perfect for a Nicktoons game, though. Uh, this is bouncy stuff. It's pretty good. I would even say very good. <laughs> Alex, how did you uh, how did you come across this particular little piece? 
I was pretty much just looking up Mick Gordon's uh, discog discography, and I noticed that this game was on there pretty early on, so I just decided to check it out, and I was actually kind of going into this with a little bit of low expectations, just because <laughs> it's a Nicktoons game. I can understand that. Yeah, it's a licensed game, and Nicktoons, um, up until at least recently, doesn't have a really good reputation for great video games so <laughs> but i was pleasantly surprised with this track i mean I, I don't think it's that great but for what it's doing i think it does a pretty good job yeah i mean the sound quality is solid the um it's fun it's bouncy i was kind of rocking back and forth in my seat it's perfect for a nicktoons game and, I mean, yeah, it's not maybe the, the the very best. I would still call it very good, and um, definitely a very good, I think, starter. Shukapau, what have you got to say about that? I think there's one thing in particular that I know you noticed. It was, it was very good music. <laughs> <laughs> was there a particular instrument that stood out to you? Um, there were orc hits, right? Well, kind of the modern equivalent of orc kits, just um, uh, orc, orc hits, orc hits uh just with several instruments playing at once but um you definitely heard that brass section right oh yep definitely when they did those flares the <laughs> yeah good stuff could you see the could you see the band playing something like this your marching band definitely yeah i think it'd be fun this, this is a really good kind of a good stand tune not necessarily something that you would put like front and center in your show but it's a really good tune just to kind of get the crowd going so yeah so yeah so alex good good pick uh do you have any experience with this game in particular have you ever played this before uh not at all nope i had never even heard of it before you brought it to the show so um uh, safe to say that shukapow has not either so but i am familiar with the uh the series at least even though it's not in a genre that is necessarily my favorite but the series where this next track comes from what are we going to be listening to next? We're going to be listening to a track called Sexy from Need for Speed World. Cool, cool. And that's S-E-X-I for uh, those of you who are <laughs> listening and not looking at the playlist. And Need for Speed World came out in 2010. Do you know what console this came out for, Alex? I want to say at the very least... PC, but I'm not entirely sure what else it came out for. Okay, well, we'll take a look, but right now, let's take a listen to Sexy from Need for Speed World.
right, that was from Need for Speed World. The track is named Sexy. And as with everything else on the playlist nights, you are listening to the work of Mick Gordon. Now, before we get into our impressions of that track, uh, there are 24 entries in the Need for Speed franchise as of the most recently released one in 2019. Shugapow, if you had to guess, out of 24... Which number in the series is Need for Speed World? Um, uh, three. You got a guess, Alex? Uh, I'm gonna say 18. Alright, Need for Speed World. Uh, you were right, Alex, released for the PC. Um, once again, this was in 2010. This is the 15th installment in the Need for wow. Speed franchise, which I had no idea had this many iterations. It's crazy. <laughs> um... Gordon seems to have composed for a few of the games in this series. He did Need for Speed Shift in 2009, uh, Need for Speed The Run in 2011, and it looks like that is it. (laughs) Wow, interesting. Uh, So we don't have anything on the list tonight from this game, but uh, Shukapow, Mick Gordon did the music for um, a game that seems to be based on a movie, I firmly deny the existence of this movie, but supposedly it's a live-action adaptation of a cartoon that you and Dusk and and the other kids and I all love. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? What movie? Well, if it's based on a cartoon that we love, and it's a... Oh, oh, you're doing the same thing. What movie? Yeah. So the the game is called The Last Airbender, (laughs) and Gordon apparently did some of the music for it. Did you... um, Happen to explore any of the the soundtrack from that one, Alex? I have not. Okay, I'll have to uh, have to listen to it, see if the music is any good. Um, for anybody who's not in on the joke, that movie is famously bad, based on um, Avatar: The Last Airbender, which was um, a Nickelodeon property, and the show is brilliant. It's fantastic. The movie, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's not so much. So anyway, but back to Need for Speed. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would say this is a, a pretty sexy track. Definitely got some Nine Inch Nails influence in there. Uh, Shukabau, I was I mentioned last week that I'm surprised at uh, kind of the fact that you enjoy some of mixed music in Doom because it doesn't seem to be your style. What did you think of this track? It was really nice. I liked it a lot. What, do you, what did you like about it? Because it had a specific sound. It's really smooth and, like... Smooth, yeah, okay. Sort of chill. All right. So, Alex, what do you think made this track stand out to you? I think it was the combination of the sexiness and the badassness that really (laughs) drew me into this track. And I don't don't know about you guys, but did you guys get kind of like, I don't know, like a spy movie feel with the track? Or was it just me? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I could see that. Definitely sort of some sneaking around espionage stuff. I think that industrial sound sort of lends itself to it. This is definitely a track that uh, Ed and Justin from The Arcane Machine would would really enjoy, I think. But yeah, good stuff. And I think it also shows kind of a progression toward what we're building up to. This, uh, you definitely hear, like you mentioned, the badassness. And I think that that's something you'll definitely get from the Mick Gordon sound um, more and more as we move forward. Um, in fact, 
if I were to give his type of music a genre, that would probably be it. In fact, um, on his website, um, he actually writes, Mick utilizes a broad range of modern musical sound design and traditional composition techniques in order to be unconstrained by any singular genre. His music is inspired by the connection between the audience and the experience and seeks to overcome the separation between music and the world in which it exists. Which I think is really cool because that's what kind of what video game music is all about. Everybody, uh, there's there's talk about the difference between video game music and how it works in game and how it stands on its own. And I can appreciate both. Obviously, on very good music, we are going to cater toward things that that stand on its own because that's what it's all about in this podcast. But I think that this one, I don't know. This track is interesting. This doesn't sound like a racing game track to me. (laughs) I actually totally agree with you there. Maybe uh, like menu music or cutscene or where you're like building the cars or something like that. But yeah. That's, that's interesting. But yeah, anything else that either of you have got to add about uh, about this song? Not really. It's very good. It is very good. <laughs> yeah, it is very good. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right, well, then why don't we go ahead and move on to track number three on our playlist tonight. Alex, what are we going to be listening to? We're going to go with a totally different genre of music and game. I uh, wanted to play this track from Prey... It is Everything is Gonna Be Okay. Of course, it was composed by Mick Gordon. It came out in 2017 for PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4.
Okay, that was Everything is Going to Be Okay from 2017's Prey. Man. And you were right. That was that was a very different genre. Um, I will uh, keep with the tack I've been taking. And Shukapau, um, why don't you go first? Talk about that track. That was a vibe. <laughs> that was some like very good music. I really loved the the synths in this. Um, yeah. I just kept thinking, man, Volts would really like this song. Um, that was it was so chill. It was relaxing in a very different way than than sexy was. Um, you know, last week Shukapau, you talked about how um, mixed music could be really intense, but how it can also uh, be oddly relaxing. <laughs> and at the time, you were talking about doom, <laughs> but um, this definitely is relaxing and. Um, from what I saw, it looks like the game probably is not. But uh, before we get into that, Alex, this is very nice. Where did you uh, did you just come across this track while you were going through discography, or have you have you heard this somewhere else? Uh, this was something that I heard like a few years back, and I I played the game like a little bit, and it plays r- very early on, and it wor- it works. In uh, two different ways, I guess. Uh, wow, well, actually, that's not right. It works as a standalone song and also as a score. It definitely works as a standalone song. Do you remember where, like, what's going on in the game when this plays? Yeah, I remember your character leaving their apartment, and there's like a helipad on top of the building, and they're getting on it on a helicopter and flying through this city and like it has like the main like opening credits oh gotcha yeah i see this labeled as as intro music on the youtube video that you sent me so that makes a lot of sense this sounds sounds like it would be really good for like an opening credits song um it's got sort of an 80s vibe to it i think that might be the synth uh, the synthesizer but um it definitely sounds like something that you would hear uh this is a um, sort of a space horror first-person shooter game, it looks like. Yeah, I would say it's pretty similar to Bioshock. Okay. Where it's not specifically horror, but there are pretty, I would say, suspenseful moments. Gotcha, okay. Gotcha. So kind of like uh, kind of like mixed music itself, it sort of defies like a single genre and sort of it's just a game and it kind of lives in whatever moment it's in. So, okay, cool. Very cool. All right. Well, we are um, three tracks deep in our Mick Gordon playlist, and uh, so far there has been no talk of um, Killer Instinct or Wolfenstein or Doom. Makes me kind of wonder what uh. What have we got next? Well, we're finally going to talk about one of those games, specifically <laughs> Doom. All right. And as with a, a couple of our tracks today, um, this one is uh, does run a little bit long. So for these, I'm probably going to let... Well, I'll keep playing the track until I feel like it's a, a decent time to kind of fade down and uh, just to sort of save everyone's time. But as usual, the playlist is going to be up on YouTube, so you can go and listen to all of these tracks in all of their glory. Um, and uh, with that uh, that little boring caveat out of the way, uh, Mr. Messenger, 
why don't you go ahead and read us into our next track? Well, like I said a little bit ago, we're going to play this track from Doom 2016. It is Damnation. It was composed by Mick Gordon, and it came out in 2016 for PC, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and the Switch later on. That was Damnation from Doom 2016. Wow. So, <laughs> those of you who are listening heard about the first three minutes of this, and then there's a little bit of a break before it comes back. It really comes back right around the five-minute mark uh, after another slow build. and It's pretty good. It's very Doom. It is very Doom. It goes so many different places in those first three minutes. Yeah, there's a lot that's going on. 
Yeah, that build-up around the 345 mark. My god, that's good. Mm-hmm. This is... This is perfect Doom music. So good. Alex, uh, this is your baby. This is your playlist. Uh, let's give you the first round this time. Uh, why did you pick this track of everything else that you could bring from this this amazing game? I think it's one of the best tracks on that entire soundtrack. I mean, it is absolutely perfect to listen to on its own, and also while you're playing. So, I mean, it totally... You start to have, like, a, a bit of a flow when you're fighting dozens and dozens of demons. Yeah, I definitely... I can definitely feel this with just kind of its ups and downs and its quiet moments and everything. I can definitely feel how it would uh, it would give you that flow. And there's quite a bit going on in this track, too. It's kind of just like a kid that is just hyped up on caffeine. It just doesn't want to sit still. It wants to move from one thing to another. And I think everything that it does, it does quite well. That is a really great description. I like that. Um, and yeah, it definitely does. Just moving from kind of place to place there at the beginning. It's... Uh, which I think is absolutely perfect for the game because the game wants you to constantly be on the move. Talk a little about what it's like playing this game. Um, my audience, I'm sure, is very eclectic and some people are going to know it really well. But um, if you were going to tell somebody who knows video games but hasn't played this one before uh, what it's like to play Doom, how would you describe it? I would say it's like playing a retro first-person shooter, but in a new way. And the main gameplay, I don't want to say focus, but the game really wants you to constantly be on the move. And that pretty much staying still pretty much means death. I mean... <laughs> gotcha. Demons are coming at you really fast and aggressively, and you just have to stay one step ahead of them. Okay. Gotcha. So it's got sort of this this frenetic pace. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how well I would do with that, uh, Shukapow. That sounds like you might do pretty well with having to always kind of be on the move and uh, and go after things. I. Uh, I like being able to sort of sit and chill and plan my next move, but doesn't sound like this game is conducive to that. I did play the original Doom way back in the day, and um, in that game, if I understand correctly, at first, at least, like you're on Mars, and it looks like these aren't really real demons from hell you're dealing with. It's like aliens that have taken on the guise of demons from hell. But then by the time you get through the episodes, first episode is knee deep in the dead. And the, thir the, the second one is the shores of hell. And the third one is Inferno. And by the time you get to Inferno, going through all of these gates, you've realized that no, no, you're pretty much dealing with, with actual hell spawn here. And then in the sequel, Hell on Earth, it's like they've invaded your home planet. How does all of that sort of tie in? And we'll talk about um, Doom Eternal a little bit later, I'm sure. But how does that tie into Doom here? Like, are these real, for real demons from hell that you're fighting? Yes. 
All right, unambiguous there. <laughs> well, looking at the uh, looking at the artwork, which is super evocative for this game, like everything about this game looks fantastic. But looking at the artwork on this YouTube video that you sent over, I recognize things like like the Revenant, the skeleton thing with the the mounted shoulder launchers, <laughs> shoulder mounted rocket launchers. I recognize the Lost Souls, the like floating flame skulls. I see several of what look like are probably imps and demons. The, the demons being the big pink bulldog things. I see a mancubus there in the background, the big fat things with rocket or flamethrowers for hands. And of course, I see a caco demon there floating front and center, uh, sort of sort of the mascot of Doom. And I think this is probably a baron of hell in the front with, with the horns and everything. So it looks like they kept a lot of the same uh, images. And I love that the... Um, the Doom Slayer, who we all used to call Doom Guy, this is kind of like the uh, iconic picture from the old artwork where he's just standing on top of this pile of bones and the demons are all just sort of surrounding him. And uh, it's a really, really cool shot. I might just have to uh, use this in some of the album or some of the, uh, the artwork for the show. But very cool. That was nice for our first Doom track. Uh, Alex, what have you got for us next? Uh, let's see. I have this track from the game Lawbreakers. It's called Tosca 9. It came out for PC and PlayStation 4. And actually, surprisingly, I don't have the year. I want to say 2019. Uh, this one was actually 2017, it looks like. The same year as Prey. So let's see how this sound sort of lines up with what we've been listening to. Once again, from the Lawbreakers, or no, just Lawbreakers, this is Tosca 9.
That was Tosca 9 from Lawbreakers, released in 2017 for PC and PS4, and of course, composed by Mick Gordon. Well, that was uh, almost kind of a combination of those last two songs as far as uh, as far as sound goes. That goes a couple of different places as well. Uh, Shukapau, what did you think of that one? That was really cool. It sounded a lot like Doom. <laughs> yeah, the first part, definitely. Uh, Alex, do you have any experience with the with this game? Uh, not at all. It's a the only thing I can see is that it's a first person shooter game. Um, don't know, don't know much. Let me see. Two teams of five players must work together to complete the objective of the match. With one side playing as Law and the other side playing as the Breakers. Though teams may not play as characters from the opposite side, the chosen roles have the same equipment and playstyle, regardless of team. So it sounds like sort of a like a combat or a competitive um, shooter type thing. Wikipedia is calling it a hero shooter, which I've never heard of before, but is apparently a subgenre of shooter games that covers both first and third person, and they emphasize quote-unquote hero characters that have distinctive abilities and weapons that are specific to them. So kind of like Overwatch, I guess, in that way. Um, again, never heard it called that, but this uh, this music does not sound like Overwatch. <laughs> um, Alex, what did you what do you think it is about this that made you made it stand out to you? I think other than it being a, a pretty good Mick Gordon track, I think what really stood out to me was, like you were saying earlier, like it kind of sounds like a combination of Doom and Prey. And I think it kind of has a different sound to it. I, I guess it doesn't help that I can't quite put my finger on what that is, but it sounds familiar and different at the same time so I, I the only thing i know about this game is the um the soundtrack but that middle parts around the 130 mark when it drops out and you've just got the synth and that female vocal reminded me of what i've heard from parasite eve uh the yoko shimamura soundtrack um but other than that yeah this is uh, definitely another unique take and a lot of people in listening to some of this stuff would, I think, sort of lump the genres a little bit together. And so, but I think if you listen to them distinctly, you can hear these sort of different different takes on the same thing. And somebody who is more used to genres like this uh, is going to be able to pick out those differences more. I think that um, we've already mentioned Ed and Justin. Uh, Prof Jeff, I'm pretty sure, is also getting more out of this episode than... Um, then maybe I would as just a listener since this isn't the type of music I typically seek out on my own. But I'm also enjoying it so far, and we're uh, we're about halfway through, I believe. That was our fifth song of the uh, of the evening, not counting the play-in. So, so good stuff, and I'm excited to get into this next pair of tracks because I'm also excited to hear about the game. This, if anything, I'm actually even more interested in than Doom because I've gotten to be kind of a history buff in, in my middle age and alternate history is one of one of the things I'm also interested in uh, so with that little teaser of what we're going to be talking about Alex, what are we going to be getting into next? We're going to be getting into Wolfenstein The New Order This track is The New Order It was composed by Mick Gordon 
Now, this is, uh, of course, a reboot of Wolfenstein, which uh, was one of the first games produced by id Software, the original creators of Doom. And so this, uh, this reboot came out in 2014 and seems to have started its own sort of sort of new series. Uh, we'll see if they continue. It's been four years since the, the second game in the series, but, but we'll see where it goes. But so this is the, um, the titular track from not necessarily the title theme, but the, the track with the same title of the game <laughs> from Wolfenstein, The New Order.
Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice opening. Whoa. Yeah, it wastes no time. That was The New Order from Wolfenstein, The New Order. And wow, the first and second halves of that track are really, really different. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little about this game and then about um, why you think this track is a good, uh, a good sort of example track to bring to the show. I think to answer your second question first, I think this track kind of shows the best of both worlds when it comes to Mick Gordon. So, I mean, right away, this track just hits you in the face. But then you get to that second half, and things start to calm down quite a bit. I wouldn't say it's chill, but you get a total different vibe than the first half. Yeah, there's definitely sort of a, I guess I'd call it a desolate tension in that second half. But um, so yeah, you're right. That chill maybe not be may not be the best word, but it's still uh, it's still what Shukapal. Very good music. <laughs> Finally got to say the line. What, what do you think is uh, what do you think is very good about this track, kiddo? I like it's um, you know like the fact that it it changes partway through and I like the second half a lot it's really chill so you do think the word chill applies to it yep (laughs) nice description nice description I really like that first half um, just with a single sort of ride hit at the beginning and then it just like you said Alex it hits you in the face Um, so from his website uh, Mick says that the score for the video game Wolfenstein The New Order interweaves modern musical sound design techniques with 1960s style recording productions. Now, this game takes place in the 1960s, and it is an alternate history telling of uh, sort of a rebellion on the part of the, I believe it's the Americans, it's set in America, uh, fighting against the Nazi regime that has taken over after World War II. Is that right, Alex? I think that sounds right. It's been a long time since I played the game. Yeah, this game came out seven years ago now, which is kind of hard to believe at this point. Um, But it says that uh, Mick synthesized field recordings and transformed them into new physically playable instruments, which is wild, to create unique musical palettes. The score explores the role of distortion as a modern musical device and the process of overdriving various pieces of analog equipment into extremes to create tension was used to represent the game's chaotic villain, Death's Head. Additionally, to musically represent the rebellious plight of the heroes against their oppressors, Mick utilized vintage instruments, microphones, and recording equipment to create music inspired by protest and freedom movement songs of the 1960s. So just sort of an example of the lengths that Gordon goes to to create really innovative um, music that exists as a part of a whole and not just as like accompaniment to the game that it's in. Um, Really, really cool stuff there where like the production itself sort of tells a story. And we're not going to wander too far from this territory. Um, This next title is actually very interesting. We'll get into why afterward. But uh, Alex, what are we going to be listening to next? We are going to be listening to this track from Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Which is the uh, the sequel to The New Order, came out in 2017. 
and I hope that I'm pronouncing this right, but it's called Mesquite, Texas. You got it right. <laughs> All right. Well, Shukapow, what do you say? You ready to go to Mesquite? Uh, nah. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's just listen to the song. Here we go. From Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, this is Mesquite, Texas.
From Wolfenstein to the New Colossus, that was Mesquite, Texas. And we only listened to probably about half of that. It, uh, it's a really ambient track, and I think you probably got the gist of it, but it's um, really, really different. Still very, very nice. Uh, Alex, what made you decide to, uh, <laughs> to choose this track to feature on our show? It was for a couple reasons, uh, mainly because it is so much different than all the other tracks that we've played so far, and also what will be coming after this as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I also picked sort this, of an intermission. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I also picked this track because I know that you guys are from Texas, so I thought you guys would get a little bit of a kick out of the title. Yeah, for sure. And of course, um, Texas is a famously uh, oversized state. So picking just a, a random town from Texas, you're you're not necessarily going to hit too close to us. But um, Shukapau, uh, you've been to Mesquite before, yes? I think so. Oh, yeah. For a <laughs> contest. Yeah, you guys right. just yeah. went a few weeks ago. Um, we are about twenty miles from Mesquite. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> so it's um, so pretty pretty cool there. Uh, it is in the southeastern part of the uh, Dallas area, Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, and the reason that there is a song called Mesquite, Texas, in this game is because the main character, and you may know this already, Alex, but the main character. B.J. Blaskowicz um, is from Mesquite, and this is during a part of the game where he goes back, and no spoilers, but part of what he does there is he um, confronts his racist, abusive father who actually turned his Jewish mother over to the Nazis, and that's all I'll say, but uh, I didn't even know this, but even back in the 1992 original Wolfenstein, the main character was this William uh, B.J. Blaskowicz, and apparently <laughs> his grandson is named after him and uh, is one of the main characters in the Commander Keen series, and he also later became the father of Doom Guy. <laughs> Or the Doomslayer. So uh, it is canon, apparently, that the Doomslayer is the great-great-grandson. No, the great-grandson of the main character in the Wolfenstein series. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Alex, have you played the Wolfenstein, the new Colossus? Uh, yes, I have. And you were pretty much, like... Yeah, you were hitting all the main points with this track. And the uh, the level itself was actually quite a bit different because you really don't do all that much in it. What is the area like when you're playing through this level? You're pretty much just going through BJ's childhood home. and It's all beat up and it's like barely intact. And uh, I think like you were saying, like later on he uh, he runs into his father and he hasn't seen him in like, I think like 20 years at that point. And uh, yeah, he, he sucked at that moment just like he did uh, in the uh, flashbacks. Mm. 
So that guy was a real piece of work. Do you uh, play much like outside um, of of the house? Like, do you see much of the city itself, or is it mostly just there at a uh, at BJ's house? It's kind of out in a rural area. Okay. I'd be curious to see if uh, there's anything there that's kind of recognizable. I've been in some of the rural areas outside Mesquite, but once you get to a rural area in a video game, you don't have to worry too much about uh, about authenticity. And of course, I have no idea what it looked like in the '60s. So, <laughs> but this was really good. That was a it's kind of a nice nice little break. Now we're going to get back into um, some of the hardcore stuff, and I'll have a couple little bites to share about Gordon's approach to uh, composing for Doom. Now, uh, we played, uh, we came in with At Doom's Gate, and then, of course, we just listened to Damnation. Now, uh, the only thing they fear is you. Is that from Doom, or is that from Doom Eternal? That's from Doom Eternal. Okay. And I want to say there was another... There's another, f- like when you think of really, really like famous, outstanding Doom songs that that most people talk about. There's the only thing they fear is you, and there's another one I thought of earlier in the show, and now I can't remember it. Um, Are you thinking of BFG Division? No, but now that you mentioned that, yep, that's another great one to, to go and seek out. Um, it may come to me while we're listening to this, but what are we going to be listening to from Doom Eternal? We're going to be listening to Meat Hook. Well, that sounds fun. All right, Meat Hook by Mick Gordon. Let's get into it.
man. What a finisher. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was Meat Hook from Doom Eternal, which came out just last year in 2020. And, yeah, nice pick. This is definitely... Shukapau, is this what you think of when you think of Doom music? Yep. That's very Doom. <laughs> what did you think of this track? I mean, Doom, I guess. <laughs> Would you call this track weirdly relaxing? Yeah, I suppose. Tell me a little more. What is it about that? Like, how how is this relaxing? <laughs> if you can, I guess, if like, you can articulate it, <laughs> you know, because it has the sort of the slow tempo and the the percussion like constantly. Okay. And then something about that guitar is just like I don't know. It's just gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, I can hear that. Uh, Alex, what do you what do you think when you think of music from Doom? Like uh, we joked last week that that maybe this is something that you and uh, you and Carly listen to when you're falling asleep. <laughs> but um, do you do you listen to uh, to Doom music much outside of outside of playing the game? And if so, what do you like to listen to? Uh, what, uh, what is this a good accompaniment for in in real life for you? Well, I listen to it all the time, <laughs> especially when I'm driving. Yep. <laughs> all right. Which is probably not the best idea to do, but... Probably not the best for Road Rage, but, you know, other than that, I could see it passing the time. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just going, like, 20 over the speed limit listening to this song, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what do you, uh... What is it about Meat Hook that made you decide to, uh, to bring it to the, to the table today? I think it's one of the best tracks in the game and that oh man I probably listened to this song like at least a hundred times on repeat <laughs> it's really good is this um, does this play at like a particular area or I, I remember reading that some of the soundtrack featured songs that kind of came back multiple times in the game but then got like an official soundtrack arrangement it it's mainly combat music Mm, that makes sense. I don't think there's any particular moment that it's uh, played at, but there's like different variations of of songs, and a lot of the the music in Doom Eternal and just like Doom 2016, it's uh, dynamic music where, depending on what's going on, you would get different parts of that song. That's always so cool in a game. So you, I think just listening to, you know, this version that, you know, we just listened to, I mean, it's got a little bit of the real intense parts, and then when things start slowing down a bit, you get some of that. I imagine that would be, uh, that kind of stuff is difficult to compose for, too. And actually, I don't know about, uh, about the Doom Eternal process, but apparently when... Mick was composing for the original, um, the original Doom or Doom reboot in 2016. Uh, he actually traveled from Australia to the um, to ID Software's Dallas studio, so was not too far from us. And um, <laughs> says one of the, the things that fueled him during during his time working on the working on the process was good old Texas barbecue, which. I can vouch for it's uh, it has earned its reputation for sure. It's it's as good as they say. Um, 
In fact, one of the few places that all of our kids agree that they like going to for dinner is, um, what's you, Kapow? What restaurant am I about to say? If I'm talking about Soul barbecue in a place that all of you, Soul Man's Barbecue. It's a regional chain here, and uh, yeah, it's good stuff. They've got so got good. some really really good pulled pork and chopped brisket. It's it's good stuff, and. Um, Speaking of, I mean, we're, the song is called Meat Hook, and uh, this is a pretty pretty spicy song here. The the rhythm, the tempo may not be super fast, as Shuka Powell alluded to, but there's definitely still a lot going on, and this is really good stuff. Um, what I was actually getting to, though, is that Mick said he actually um, composed fuller standalone arrangements of the tracks that were like incidental music in the game when he was making tracks for the soundtrack because he said he wanted to give fans the best possible representation of the music. Uh, He says, when you're making music for a video game, often the music is broken apart into lots of tiny pieces like a giant jigsaw puzzle. And the game engine stitches these puzzle pieces together depending on what the player is doing. So like you said, dynamic music. he says, uh, you know, it's always different. You get a different hack together song if you're exploring or fighting a lot of demons or fighting a few demons or a boss or if you're on low health. It works really well for video game music, but the downside is that there aren't really any individual songs to listen to. So for the soundtrack release, he took these little puzzle pieces and filled them out to create full songs like he would have done if he were creating an album of Doom music. And so that's really, really cool to me that he took the time to. Uh, to actually not just stitch things together, but bring them together and combine them into something kind of new for the fans. That's really neat. Yeah, so looks like that is... Well, no, that's not quite going to do us for Doom music tonight, but before we get to our last Doom track, we're going to go back to uh, the game that made me so excited for this in the first place. Uh, A little over one year ago, we did our um, song about... or, or. we did our show about ninja music, and um, in addition to featuring the surprisingly soothing voice of Ryu Hayabusa from the Ninja Gaiden series, we also featured a track that was written for the character of Jago, who is sort of like the Ryu of the Killer Instinct series. And that one was in contention for track of the year for me. So, so good. And I'm excited to talk a little about um, some of what he did, uh, Mick Gordon did for the Killer Instinct 2013 soundtrack. But first, Alex, why don't you tell us what we're going to be listening to from Killer Instinct? We're going to be listening to the track called Type 03, which it's also known as Fulgore's Theme. And like you said, it's for Killer Instinct, and it came out in 2013. And I want to say it came out for PC and Xbox One. That sounds about right. All right, well, let's get into Fulgore's theme.
That was Type 03, or Fulgore's theme, from Killer Instinct, the 2013 reboot, composed, as was everything else, on the soundtrack by Mick Gordon. That, that was quite a song. <laughs> Shukapai, what'd you think? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that uh, that stands is, is worthy of standing next to the Tiger Warrior Jago's theme? Yep, definitely. Yeah, this is good stuff. Definitely is fitting for Fulgore as well. So before we get into Alex's notes about the song, Fulgore, for anybody who is not familiar with Killer Instinct, is probably the second most, um, well, for some, maybe the most iconic character. He's extremely, really kind of synonymous with the Killer Instinct franchise. Um, He is a highly advanced heavy assault cyborg, uh, the world's first artificial soldier, created by Ultra Tech, who are sort of the big bads behind the scenes in the Killer Instinct series. Um, He's been playable since the first game, and in uh, the first arcade game, he was actually, when you played as anybody besides Fulgore, he was the uh, sort of, he kind of the Sagat uh, before the final boss. He was the second to last boss. And this definitely fits that sort of cyborg style the the stage that you fight fulgore in is a robotics factory and this definitely has that sort of um again that industrial sound to it uh alex what is it about this track and um what are your feelings about fulgore as a fighting game character this track is absolutely amazing and you kind of get that doom feel to it a little bit for sure I know this came out a few years before Doom 2016, but I feel like it was kind of laying the groundwork for what Mick would eventually do with the Doom soundtrack. And I gotta say that Fulgore is probably my favorite fighter from Killer Instinct. Fulgore is the one with the um, basically the Shoruken in this game, right? The flying uppercut? Yes. All right. Yeah, it's been a minute since I played any Killer Instinct, but I, I did remember that. Um, and with those those blades on his hands, that's <laughs> that's pretty pretty intense. Fulgore is really impressive. The character design in Killer in, in Killer Instinct has always been really interesting to me. I think it features one of the coolest, like the most diverse fighting game rosters out there. And I'm, I was glad to see it get get some more attention in 2013. As we talked about a little bit last time, for for this game, uh, Mick really went all out in finding a lot of different performers and styles. Um, he actually he featured a Viking choir in Sweden, which I think you hear a little bit of this. Uh, he featured representatives of the Nez Perce tribe in Idaho, and he also um, actually found some Gregorian chant uh, and um, learned how to throat sing for for Jago's song like we talked about last time. And there's lots of different performers, vocalists, lyricists, and translators for this soundtrack. And if you listen to the whole thing front to back, you really, really get that. Every track just seems to be really specifically and lovingly crafted to fit the character that it's for. And this is no different. I mean, for for Fulgore, who's a cyborg, you really can't go with anything besides heavy metal, can you? <laughs> Not at all. I mean, I think what you get is what you expect, and what I expected was some of the heaviest stuff ever. 
for sure. All right. Well, Fulgore's definitely earned a place on the uh, <laughs> on the cover art for this week. I think uh, super iconic character and really really great theme. But now we are going to get to the last song of the night, and uh, gotta say I'm pretty excited. This next song, uh, I can only assume, Alex, that this next track is from Doom. Am I right? No. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, why don't you tell us a little about this next track, and then we'll go ahead and get into it. I decided to double dip into the Killer Instinct. Uh, This time, it's coming from Season 2 of the Killer Instinct reboot. Uh, Ooh. This is actually uh, Cinder's theme. Ooh, nice. I've heard this one's really good. And you know what? That name makes sense now. So we're tying in the Doom thing, but another Killer Instinct track. And man, I, I'm i not going to complain. All right. <laughs> well, let's listen to Cinder's theme from Killer Instinct 2013 Season 2. And this is called Inferno.
That was Inferno, Cinder's theme from Killer Instinct. Man, this is so good. Yeah, it's great. Oh, I absolutely love this track. Yeah, around that uh, that four-minute mark, there's uh, voice clips of Cinder from uh, the original Killer Instinct, like, kind of under the music in that section. Man, that's so good. Man, what a way to end the night. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh. Shukapau, what was it that you said right when I uh, right when I asked if you were listening? That was great. <laughs> I added that to a playlist like 20 seconds in. <laughs> such a good track. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is so good. This is my new favorite Killer Instinct track, and the more I read about Glacius, the more this seemed to fit. Alex, tell us about your uh, your history with this track. I said Glacius. I mean Cinder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I played quite a bit of this game, and uh, yeah, Cinder, he was actually a lot of fun to play as. So I, I've heard this track in-game quite a number of times, and... Uh, and actually, uh, what was really cool about this track was that uh, Mick, he uh, collaborated with this YouTuber, uh, Little V Mills. Uh, he does a lot of uh, really amazing guitar covers of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I thought he did an amazing job on this track. The guitar in this track is phenomenal. So good definitely like in the first half it's the star of the show uh cinder and glacius were really fun another thing about the killer instinct cast at least in the original games um i played pretty much every character i didn't really have like a single main character i used all the time in the original killer instinct which is definitely not the case in the other fighting games i played uh they were all really fun um i never really got into like the story of killer instinct though and apparently cinder like in the new games, he's a, a special ops agent who is uh, um, decides to undergo some experimentation using alien DNA samples taken from Glacius, who's kind of like a, a an ice space cop. Um, but he undergoes this uh, transformation into Cinder. But he's like super cocky, coming up with uh, nicknames for everybody, really, really arrogant fighter, and this really flamboyant like high energy guitar heavy hard rock metal fusion going on here is is perfect for that kind of character i think that there's something about that screaming electric guitar that really <laughs> apologies to electric guitar players but it really just arrogant is a great word for it i, th- I think it definitely fits that mindset <laughs> i think i definitely can hear that so this is apparently set in a stage called Fury's Core, which is a uh, it's a mound of volcanic rock surrounded by lava, um, and around the lava are various forms of uh, ultra tech like security and equipment. Does that sound like the uh, the stage you remember? Yes. 
And the musical theme of Fury's Core is uh, a remix of Sender's classic 1994 theme, Trailblazer, uh, which you can listen to on uh, Killer Cuts, the official soundtrack released by uh, Robin Beanland and the other rare guys back for the original game. Um, and uh, you pointed this out to me around the four minute mark. You'll hear some of like original 1994 Sender's um, vocals uh, underneath. And so I thought that was really cool. But man, what a fantastic track. Uh, do either of you guys have anything else to add about this? I think it's a lot more than very good. <laughs> this is one of the very best things that we have played. I think that this, yet again, Killer Instinct is probably going to end up uh, as a contender for our uh, our end of year top ten list. Very, very good stuff. Yeah, and sweet. <laughs> but you know what? So Shukapau, is it safe to say that that one was your track of the night for tonight? Definitely. If you had to pick... I 100% want to bring that to the top ten. <laughs> if if you uh, if you had to pick another one, what's another one that you really liked from this evening? Um, uh, I liked which one was it? Uh, I liked the toy bots one. Okay, yeah, that one was pretty fun. Definitely a good opener. Um, I think my other favorites. I really liked sexy. Um, I really dug uh, both Meat Hook and Damnation. Very good examples of Doom. Um. But I think my second favorite sound uh, track of the night might be that track from Prey. Everything is going to be okay. I just something about that synth I really liked a lot. Yeah, it's it's actually one of my most favorite Mick Gordon tracks. There's just uh, there's something about that track that you can just kind of lose yourself to it, and I think it's actually really good when you're driving around at night. Yeah, I could really see that. It sounds like it would fit really well like on a Rocky soundtrack with some of that Vince Nicola stuff from Rocky IV. Really good stuff. Well, Shukapal, you've been looking forward to this Mick Gordon episode. Uh, were you disappointed? Not at all. <laughs> this has been really fun. Alex, it has been a, a pleasure having you back on the show again. Um, hopefully it won't be a whole other year before, before we get you back on. So what's been going on with you? Anything that you would like to plug? Any... Uh, any, any updates in the world of the messenger? Uh, there's not too much new with me. Uh, obviously, I want to plug my VGM podcast, A VGM Journey. Excellent show. You can find it on anchor.fm slash VGM Journey. And you can find me on all the various podcatcher services, you know, like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that. Definitely so, definitely so. And actually just, um, let me see, just yesterday as we record this, last week as uh, everybody's hearing it, you recorded, I think, level 78? Is that the one with all of the uh, sort of obscure NES hits? That's the one. All right, well, man, if you keep this up, got about, if you keep up the weekly, weekly to bi-weekly thing, then... Here in just um, a few months, we're going to be listening to uh, episode 100, man. That's pretty crazy. I know, it's pretty surreal. And I uh, I have some big plans for 100, but 
I'm not saying anything about it yet. <laughs> well, we've still got some time, and I'm definitely not gonna not gonna try to trick you into spilling the beans. Um, I guess I'm gonna have to do some math. We're probably still, oh, at least six months out from our 100, and that's if I keep to this weekly thing we've been doing this season. Um, I'm not totally sure if I'm going to because it's been a lot of fun, but it's also it's been busy. I, I respect uh, folks who can who can keep up the week to week thing. The Supermarcado Bros have been doing it now for almost 10 years, and um, they're going to be coming up before the end of the year. They're coming up on the, their 500th episode, and I think they've missed less than five weeks in that time. It's insane. Um, I'm, uh, um, I don't think either Carl or Will listen to my show, so uh, this is not going to be spoiling anything for them, but I think I might see if I can pull together another thing like I did for you on my BGM podcaster tribute last November and maybe get a bunch of podcasters to congratulate them because 500 man that is an unprecedented landmark in in the world of BGM podcasting yeah it's absolutely special Carl and Will I mean they were one of the first BGM podcasters I listened to and I mean I've been listening to them since I want to say like episode 15 or I think that was like the newest one at the time when I first started listening to them. So, yeah, I can't remember if I found them before episode 100 or not. If I if I did, it was pretty shortly before it. I found them when they've been doing it for a couple of years. So, um, it was. Uh, but they were also one of the first ones I listened to, and um, it's been it's been a ride for sure. And uh, you know what else is unprecedented? Just uh, the sheer number of podcasts that you support and enjoy and talk about. <laughs> uh, you definitely are. You've earn, earned your nickname as the patron saint of EGM Podcasts. And once again, it's been a, a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show, sir. And definitely everybody check out the VGM Journey. A link will be in the show notes. And uh, Zhukapau, anything you would like to talk about or plug? Um, go follow me on Twitter at ShootKapow and go listen to my music on flat.io at Reuter Ring for Smash, which I will not be changing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sakurai has said that uh, the future of the, uh, the Smash franchise is still pretty wide open. And um, you can uh, also find us, of course on uh, all of the, the, the podcatchers, same places you can find Alex's show. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at VGMPod. You can find us on Discord. A link will be in the show notes, where you can also talk to the messenger. And uh, that is if you don't talk to him on his own Discord channel. So next week, that is going to be the weekend before Thanksgiving. You're going to have another uh, another little bonus episode. Um Shukapau and I are going to talk about some of our own compositions, of which Shoot has a whole lot more than I do, but I'll still have a, a couple or three to bring that are they're kind of fun in their way. Then we're going to be taking a week off for Thanksgiving, the first week off that we have taken since uh, we started this, this season back in September. And then we'll be coming back with a look at one of Shukapau's favorite composers. Shoot, who is that going to be? Um, Grant Kirkhope. Not quite. Ooh. We have one before Grant Kirkhope. This is the one that you finally chose to fill that that mystery spot that we had open. I'm pulling a blank right now. Who's the composer that you chose? Tim Fallon. <laughs> uh, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you a hint. First and last initial are the same. Koji Kondo. Nope. No. That's later. But good choice. Good guess. 
Okay, I'll give you another hint. Kirby. Oh, um... Dang it, which is the... <laughs> Kirby composer. Okay, I'll give you your final hint. Mother 3. Oh, yeah, Shogosakai! <laughs> that was great, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, on November 20th, we'll have our, uh, our compositions in a little bonus episode. And then December. We have got a jam-packed December ready for all of you guys. On December 4th, Shogo Sakai. On December 11th, our episode 11, uh, we are going to be discussing Grant Kirkhope with Prof. Jeff for his uh, regular appearance. On December 18th, we have a very, very special guest. We reveal our third Final Fantasy character for Smash. (laughs) December 18th, we have a very, very special guest who I am not ready to reveal yet because even Shukapau doesn't know who they are. Then on December 25th, we're going to be bringing you all a very special episode. We're going to be featuring Koji Kondo's Winter Tracks uh, for Christmas. And then uh, for New Year's Eve, we are going to release bonus episode 10, which is going to be our 2021 year-end special, where we talk about our favorite tracks of the year, each of us bringing our top 10. And uh, yeah, so that's going to be the rest of the season. And... um, Alex, very uh, very fun way to um, sort of celebrate another great composer, one of your favorites, if not your very favorite. And thanks again for joining us, sir. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. This was a blast. One last thing. Uh, I did mention a little while ago that we have a kind of a fun blooper reel track. Um, I do want to uh, give the, uh, the caveat here that Very Good Music of EGM Podcast does not in any way support Nazis or their ideals. Uh, This is just a blooper reel track, and it is meant to be kind of silly. Uh, Our blooper reel track is going to be from Wolfenstein to the New Colossus, and uh, this is pronounced Dekefer. Changeover Day is the name of the track, and Alex, what do you think makes this a... Well, tell us just just a little bit about this track we're going to be hearing under our shenanigans. It's supposed to be like an an in-universe song where the Nazis, they're trying to... Well, actually, it's not that they're trying; it's that they're changing the uh, the official language for the United States from English to German. Ah, uh, so it's like a propaganda song. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's supposed to be a little tongue in cheek, but there is a lot of, I would say, pro not Nazi references. So. Well, considering that it's made by the Nazis in a game where you're supposed to fight against Nazis, I think we can allow it for this blooper reel. So, (laughs) all right. So everyone look forward to that. All right. Well, everyone, thank you also for joining us once again. And until next time, play very good games, be very good people, and keep listening to very good music. music. Hey, Mom, we only got about 15 minutes left, and we're going to be done. How'd it go? It went good. It was fun. How'd your thing go? It's going pretty well. But we're actually listening to music right now. You want to you wanna say hi? Hi. Well, I mean, I have you on mute. I was, oh. I was asking if you wanted to say hi. No, it's okay. Okay. I love you, too. Oh, this is great. This is really good blooper real stuff. 
Guten Abend, everyone. Guten Abend. We are here to tell you all about Changeover Day. Changeover Day? Changeover Day. From July, of course, you gotta say goodbye to English. Auf Wiedersehen. So get on board or get out. Hello? Hello? Are you there, kiddo? Yeah. Pal. Hi, I'm here. Oh, there you are. Hi. Where did you go? I don't know. You disappeared. I didn't think I went anywhere. I'm over <laughs> here. Alright, well. <laughs> you guys ready? I am. Shukapal? Yep. You ready? Yes, right. I am ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, remember not to click buttons while you're talking. Oh, yeah. Do you remember your lines? Yes, I do remember my lines. Um, you, do you see the microphone volume on Audacity? Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. Take it down to halfway and then test for me. Okay. Now talk as if we were going to be talking like on the show, having a conversation. Uh, Tell me who you're playing right now in Smash. Uh, home screen. You're on home screen? Okay. Yes, I'm on the home screen. Turn it up to 75%. So are you going to be playing Smash while we uh, while we talk, or are you going to be doing something else? No, I'm going to be playing Pokemon, because I got to prep for my match against Daryl eventually. Okay. Are you on 75 now? Uh, yep. I know it's not numbered, but roughly. Okay. Take it down to a little bit in between, and I think you'll be good. You were a little hot there at first, and then halfway wasn't quite loud enough. And then just uh, make sure you try to keep your volume fairly consistent, okay? All right. Alex, this is only the second time that we've recorded in separate rooms like this, so I'm getting him used second to... time. Getting her used to everything. All right. <clears throat> How am I sounding? You sound good. Your your volume's good. You sound uh, consistent with uh, how you did last time and how you do on your show. So, okay. Uh, any background noise? Nope. Not that I've heard so far. Okay. I'm trying to keep it that way. <laughs> All right. Cool. Greetings, gamers. I'm Bedroth. I'm Shoot Kapow. And I'm the messenger. And you're listening. Oh wait. Oh, that's you, Shoot Kapow. Go ahead. And you're listening to Very Good Music. A VGM podcast. Shukapal, um... <laughs> uh, I just totally said the wrong name. <laughs> this cup of coffee that I got is not doing me any good. <laughs> Alright. Um, um, Alex, this is, um... Why don't we give you give you the first first try this time or first uh, man? I'm finding my words. It's it's like I'm back on my very first episode a little bit. What have you got for us first on the playlist for today? You know that's uh, that's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can I've got them in the same order as you sent them over, so you can just pull up that playlist and uh, shoot. Get ready to. Uh, play that first track all right and this is an interesting looking one not one i w- would have first thought of when uh when hearing about mick gordon okay uh, yeah i got it uh 
And you were pretty much like that. Ah, sorry, <laughs> kind of lost track of my words. Hold on, I, I zoned out for a second. Of what are what are we listening to? Hello, what are what are we listening to? I zoned out for a second. That was really weird. Wait, what did you say? What are we listening to? Oh, we're listening to Damnation. Okay. It's the fifth track in the playlist. And as it was starting, you were talking, and it really kind of threw me off because it was like, okay, this could be some of that creepy talking that goes under Doom music, but it kind of sounds like my kid's voice. Anyway, (laughs) go ahead and start it. (laughs) As I mentioned before, the final area of the very first Doom game, uh, the final episode, I guess, as it were, is called Inferno. And so I think that this is also fitting to end our our evening. And you know what? I'll, I'll I'll make my decision after I hear the full song. But this is a whopping seven minutes and sixteen seconds. And you know what? It's the last one of the night. I think we might just want to hear the whole thing. Um, since I've already given away the name, um, Alex, is this from Doom or Doom Eternal? Uh, I think this is going to be blooper reel material because it's actually not from really. Doom. <laughs> well, all right then um you know what? it's a long song why don't we just go ahead and feature it and then we can also feature it under the blooper reel and there was another blooper reel track that uh you know we'll talk about that at the uh, at the end that i think we might just tag on as kind of a bonus on the playlist well okay you know what it's not from doom let's leave it at that let's listen to the song and then when we come back you can tell us a little bit about this track okay Hold on a second, because now I'm, I'm realizing what you're saying is this is blooper reel material. All of this talking that I'm doing is the blooper reel material, and the song itself that uh, we're featuring under the blooper reel is still going to be the same one. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to rewind, and all of that that we just did is going to be in the blooper reel, and it's going to be fantastic, because we haven't had a whole lot of blooper reel material for the evening so far. July, be careful what you say. Changed over day for the Nazi USA. We all know that German is much better anyway. Change over day, make sure you know the date. After the 4th of July, be careful what you say. Changed over day. 